Welcome to the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency, helping you do more and be better. And now here's your host, Zachary Sexton. Thank you for tuning into the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency. My name is Zachary Sexton, and today I have with me from Argentina, Brad Simon. Welcome, Brad. Hi, Zach. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Oh, man. I am really excited. And the reason why I asked you to come on, besides the fact that you're an awesome dude and I like talking with you, and as I just said before we hit record, uh, I like the way you think, I want you uh, to come on and be able to tell your story uh, because this is a great example of how you can take the right information and the right concepts to solve real problems and generate real results in your life. And we've been talking and interacting for months now. You've been in the dojo. We've been on book club <laughs> Zoom hangouts together. And um, and I've learned a bit of your story. We actually chatted for about an hour last week too. Um, and I learned that you were able to take what you've learned from Asian efficiency and other resources like GTD, getting things done, to uh, lose 40 pounds, pay off a massive amount of debt, spend more time with your family, paint a clear vision of the future that motivates you to continue to take massive action on your goals, live according to your values, and trust the system that you've created will produce the results you want in your life. So with that, are you, uh, are you ready for my <laughs> first question? And, and it's okay. That the yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate that introduction. Uh, I, I just want to set the expectation. Uh, you know, I, I've been listening to your show a lot and you interview productivity experts and uh, I am, I just want to make it be known. I am not a productivity expert. Uh, I consider myself a I guess a fellow traveler in the productivity forest. Um, and, and I've kind of come to it a little bit later in my life. It was really only about five years ago. I'm, I'm about 49 right now, almost 49. So in my mid forties, I came to this. Um, so it's a, it's been a whole new path for me. Uh, and Asian efficiency has been an important part of that path. Um, and, and, and you kind of described where I was that set off this whole new journey. Um, you know, with uh, a bit of the wreckage that I had in my life five years ago. You know, I had this, I can be specific, I, I don't mind sharing. I had, I had over $200,000 in debt. I had just had a business that had failed and, and I had for about five years. And from that, I had just racked up all this debt. And, and this was not business debt. This was personal debt. So, you know, I had to pay this. Um, and it was on credit cards and to friends and family. So, you know, this was just staring me in the face. In addition, um, I had gained all this weight. Um, I had actually gained about 65 pounds during this whole process. Uh, I had a cookie company. And uh, you can imagine when uh, your business is failing and you're surrounded by good tasting cookies, um, you know, you're going to gain weight. So uh, I gained all this weight. Um, I, a good thing happened, a great thing. I became a dad, but as great as that is, it's very stressful and it's physically demanding, I found out, um, especially when your child doesn't sleep very well. So I was just always exhausted. Um, and, you know, I didn't really have much of an income. And as you mentioned at the beginning, I, I live in Argentina. Um, I am from the States, but I came down here about 11 years ago. Um, eventually met my wife and, you know, we had a family, 
um, and we wanted to stay here. So I had to figure out how can I get an income, you know, that's sufficient enough to pay off all these debts, to let us live here um, and kind of start from scratch. So it was, <laughs> that was the wreckage I was facing. And just by the way, it, you know, it wasn't supposed to be that way. I actually had a pretty good career before all this happened. I, I uh, you know, I, I worked in finance in New York for a number of years. I, I've had other good professional experiences and, a, you know, a good education and whatnot. So this was, this was uh, uh, you know, off the radar what happened. And I guess as these things generally go. Um, so, you know, I'm looking at my life and saying, all right, um, you know, what do I do? Uh, I couldn't even answer how did it all happen. It was just too, too much. So all I could do was say, all right, what do I do? How do I move forward? Um, you know, what's the way out? And, um, you know, so I just said, well, I, I mean, I got to start just looking one day at a time and just keep moving forward. And um, one of the things that was obvious was I needed to make the most of my limited time that I would have. It, it, translate that into efficiency. So unfortunately... I actually, I was not a very productive person. I didn't have very good uh, productivity systems, you know, in my past. So that was something that I really needed to improve and learn. Um, and it's just in general, developing more systems and, and trying to make sense of what happened and try, especially try and prevent it from happening again. So I really started focusing on issues of personal development and uh, I became uh, an avid consumer of information in these areas. I started reading blogs and books. I probably, I guess over the last five years, I bet I've read about 250 books on related topics um, and other areas of interest to me. But just, I, I just became uh, a very avid consumer of this stuff. Um, you know, listening to podcasts. Uh, I stumbled, you know, across Asian efficiency a couple of years ago. One thing that really stood out, I remember when I first then came across uh, getting things done, GTD. And it was just, I remember reading about it and thinking, this is probably my, the first thing that got me into the formal space of productivity. And it was just like, well, this makes so much sense. And what shocked me was, how come I've never heard of this before? It's like I've worked in professional areas. Uh, I was always surrounded by really competitive, high-performing people. And the whole notion that you could really build a portion of your, of your life out of concepts of productivity and personal systems, uh, it just – it was like an unknown unknown that suddenly became known. It was, it, it was a little, I was flabbergasted by it, frankly. So I just started consuming even more about well, all Well, that. Brad, you, I mean, you mentioned you were in high finance. Uh, you didn't say where it was. It was in New York. That's a competitive field. Didn't they have any sort of training to help you as an individual be more productive? I, I mean, you'd think so, right? I mean, these, these companies live and die by the effectiveness of their people, um, but no, I, you know, my experience and, uh, you know, the experience of a lot of my friends who were in different, uh, different uh, companies, but all in, in finance, um, it's pretty much you work 
the solution to the problem of getting things done is you throw time and energy at it. That's it. Um, and you kind of sink or swim. And it, it's crazy. Uh, so, you know, and, and, and this stuff should be taught in high school, frankly, um, at least college. And maybe it is today, these days, but it wasn't 25 years ago. And nobody was teaching it along the way in any kind of a systematic way. I can I can vouch. I I found I was a, a similar path, not not nearly as um, long or late in life, but uh, found uh, the the Bible. You know, getting things done uh, a handful of years after college, and and it, it made me feel like I wasn't this inadequate person that couldn't remember birthdays or follow through on obligations or finish projects or show up to appointments on time because it's like oh. I just needed a system for it. Man, it was it was a right. complete epiphany. So I, if if people, uh, we were just talking about breaking the third wall. If people out there listening haven't have experienced this feeling of, well, I just gotta, I just gotta push harder. I just gotta work longer, or 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 maybe, man, it doesn't seem like I'm ever making any traction. Taking some time to devote to to systematizing, learning how these things work, which you're gonna talk about more is is uh is worthwhile let, let's just say and, and listening to this podcast is a, is a great place to start yeah you, you know the, the systems approach it, it was really a, a it, it shouldn't be such a revelation right but it became one <laughs> um and the thing that gtd that the getting things done did for me uh, it wasn't so much that methodology specifically but it was the whole concept that you should create all these personal systems, right? We think about it in business. Of course, businesses, everything has, you know, standard operating procedures for everything in business. But the whole idea of having some kind of analog in your personal life, I mean, not necessarily that kind of technical, but, but inspired by that was all new to me. And, um, and, and, and let me just tell you, it's not easy to, uh, to suddenly implement those kinds of changes into all areas of your life, you know, at once. I mean, you just can't do it. Um, it's, it's too much of an undertaking. So, um, you know, for me, uh, I, I guess I should just, it might be worth saying, you know, where I am now with all of those, you know, with the wreckage that I was describing, um, you know, I, I did have all that debt and, uh, and I've managed to pay it all off. Actually, just a few weeks ago, is when I finished paying the last of that off. Congratulations, so you know, man. Yeah, thanks. It's, that feels you know, it's, good. It, it does. It was kind of a quiet celebration in my, you know, it's just, it's like I still have a long ways to go, but at least that big cloud, um, you know, that's gone and, and that's very motivating and, you know, it just, it, it's a helpful uh, reminder that even more, um, you know, challenging goals that I have set for myself, you know, are, are attainable, you know, so you'd said I'd lost a bunch of weight. So I still have more to go. Right. But, uh, but I've passed the, the hardest points and I've actually made some very important personal changes as a result of all this, you know, the, the productivity was, was kind of the, the, you know, the, the tip of the iceberg. And then as I started getting into it, I realized the, there were personal systemic issues that I really needed to address. I mean, of course, it's not surprising. So, you know, here's a perfect example that applied to my business, um, the, you know, the one that failed. 
Um, my books, the bookkeeping was terrible. I never really knew, you know, on a given day, who, how much I owed and to whom and to the different suppliers. And you can imagine that would be very stressful, especially when you're very, uh, you know, when cash is highly constrained because the business is, you know, it's not consistently profitable. So, so I remember saying to myself at the time, well, gee, I don't have time to focus on getting this right. And I certainly didn't have the resources on hiring anybody. So once I prove that the business will work, then I'll go back and fix this and create a system, right? And, you know, that's kind of like saying, um, you know, which I also used to do, you know, first I'm going to lose the weight and then I'm going to figure out how to eat healthy. It's backwards logic, right? You know, first you have to do the right things and then the results should follow. It sounds like a silly observation, but, uh, you know, I guess I'm a little slow, (laughs) And, and I and I had to go through this this uh, dark experience to to really remi- be reminded of that. So you know, so I've lost this weight, and obviously I've you know figured out ways to uh, you know I built up my income and whatnot. So I've kind of come through a lot of this, uh, um, and uh, you know along the way, really learned a lot. And I am learning a lot. Um, and, and actually now I'm, I'm excited by the journey. And this is actually one of the things, the, um, the, the dojo, I, you know, I, I don't remember when you guys launched that, but I remember I was, you know, as soon as you launched it, I signed up. Uh, I don't even know if you had, I think you just had a waiting list. And I immediately replied, uh, this is probably about 10 months ago. Yeah, I don't think it was yes. even a year ago. Yeah, it was, and, it's, we're, we're got a few more months to go for our first year anniversary. It was yeah, October yeah. 2015. Um, I mean, I, and it was just, I, I was at a point where I was ready to be with a community of people who wanted to talk about, you know, who, where this was important to them. Um, really figuring out ways to do things correctly more efficiently. And it's not just nuts and bolts things like what app do you use for this or, you know, what's the best, uh, you know, what's the best way to, to take notes or something like that. But it, there's a lot of habit formation discussion. And this is stuff that you guys uh, posts in, in your blogs. And, you know, and this is the kind of stuff that, that I realized these, uh, I had habits that led to this event five years ago and I needed, you know, and I, I wasn't really acknowledging it. Uh, and I gave you one, you know, a little example about how my, the books of my business, I'll figure it out once I find out if it's going to be successful. Like, okay, you got to put, I think it was Stephen Covey who said, you know, put first things first. And, uh, and that's an example of that, you know, so at least I've, I've managed to, turn that into something that's generally been very positive. Wonderful. And so I, I want to hear a little bit more about either those, uh, those mental or those technical insights, because I, I know before we, we actually hit record, you're talking about, well, you got to get the nuts and bolts first, the nuts and bolts of the system that will produce the results you're looking to get. Um, and then there's, then there's kind of the, the higher path where you can start to, um, envision your goals and, and determine your values and start to live more intentionally 
which is something that I, I believe the synthesis of the productivity blueprint, the dojo, and just your intention up around it and all the other um, books that you've you've read on the subject at the time and the discussions that you were having in the in the forums or on the hangouts, um, you were able to synthesize and, and create a, a neat system, which I'm going to put a link, uh, or actually I'm going to just put the image of, of your way of being idea into <laughs> yeah. the show notes. But maybe we can we can talk a little bit more specifically when it comes to your weight, your sleep, your um, uh, your your finances. Um, what were some things that you put in place to to help you get from the wreck <laughs> that you described to yeah. the uh, a place where hey maybe you're not you're not at the end of the road yet. Uh, you know you're a fellow traveler. You're in the middle right. of the road, um, but you are uh, in a hell of a lot better shape than than even a handful of years ago. And it was because of these, uh, these tools and these ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, one of, uh, certainly one of the driving forces, uh, um, I actually look at it as kind of two ends. One of them was simply looking at putting one foot in front of the other and just ha- changing my mindset, you know, changing my mentality. This can be done. I can get through this. Let me just believe that to be the case first so I don't get overwhelmed and then just start putting one foot in front of the other. And that meant start, uh, you know, huffing it and finding an income and then start researching um, ways that I can be more productive. Was it, the other- was it Brad, because I, I know I had a similar experience, especially when it came to getting things done. Was the one day, one action at a time had anything to do with, all right, here's a project, action one you know, open up email client, action two, send out resume, you know, it was it that that allowed you to do that? Or what was it that specifically allowed you to change your mindset to be like, okay, I got this big problem. Instead of looking at this big thing, I'm going to just consistently take actions to to mitigate and um, and turn this problem around. Um, Like how, what flipped? How did that switch come about? Yeah, I I think the switch was because, well, I guess I could say I didn't have a choice, right? It was either give into it um, or just assume there was there was a path out. And um, you know, having a child, it really that was a that was a powerful reason why, right? I wanted to you know all the reasons that come with that, um, being a role model, providing for my family, um, having a a good, you know, self-esteem and all those kinds of, and, and, and many other things that, that helped channel my energies. But in terms of a nuts and bolts, you know, I would just start with my daily to do. In my case, I, um, I started teaching online as a, an adjunct instructor at, at, uh, undergraduate and MBA programs in finance and business, uh, you know, corporate finance and things like that. Um, which is what my background was in. And uh, so I just started looking. I said, all right, I got to send out resumes to these places. And I just I would put it on my to do's. And I every day I had a weekly to do's and I had daily to do's. And I just started crossing them off. And it was literally it was just it was very simple. It wasn't anything technical or complicated, Um, but I could see my progress. And actually, um, I, I kept it in a notebook. And in fact, my wife even noted, uh, uh, you know, a few years later when she wanted to find something, she she even joked, you know, that I'm not very organized and my systems aren't really systems. But then she saw that, you know, my notebook, like it, 
I could go back several years and I could see some of the things that I was working on and, you know, day in and day out. And, and being able to track things um, at that level and see, you know, you don't see glaciers move in a day-to-day basis. And that's what this was. But over time, as you're tracking things like that, even if it's just your to-dos, you start to see it mount up. And, and that's motivating. And, um, you know, so that, that was kind of the nuts and bolts. And then at the other end, I had my powerful reason why, which, uh, you know, a big part of that was my, my daughter. Uh, eventually, two years later, we had another child. So that just added to that, um, to, you know, to my impetus. And so, you know, so you'd mentioned, in addition to that, the, the beyond productivity, you had mentioned the um, framework that I had come up with. That was the, the, the ways of being framework. And, and this was all very conceptual. How do I want to live my life? And kind of a life planning document that I came up with that I could not have come up with at all at that point when I was just rebuilding everything. Because it was, it was, you know, I, <laughs> you'd mentioned uh, in a previous discussion, we talked about Maslow's hierarchy. And that's where I was. I was kind of low down on the hierarchy, right? Just let me survive. And once I got past that, a couple of years later, I really started looking at, all right, now I can look at my longer term vision and try and fill it in. Where do I want to be professionally? Where do I want to be with my family? What kinds of values do I want to live by? Um, and I started getting energy to focus on those kinds of things. Awesome. Yeah, that reminds me. Uh, and, and I think we're Basically, what we're talking about, and, and what I wanted to distinguish, is that there is um, there's a few different levels that everyone has to go through, and the, one of the first ones is writing things down and and checking them off, and just getting your head above water and having a system to know what your next most important actions are, and just getting yourself to do it. You do need the motivation. I believe Mike Schmitz always says when the uh, pain is efficient is sufficient change will come and it seemed like the pain right, of right. of letting down your your growing family was way too much for you to just sit back and passively uh let let things go so fortunately you you were able to um find some systems that were able to keep you on track for a long enough time to get past that that, that baseline level just the survival mode and now, from what you've learned and from what you've observed, you uh, have been able to get into a, a higher level. And it, sound, it sounded like in a previous conversation that we were having that you were still in like just reading, consumption, listening, but not taking too much action around these higher level uh, goals when it comes to um, uh, really envisioning your future or, or determining your values. But you took some time, I know, in December and January to to really figure this out. Maybe you could tell me about that process and then what, what came about from uh, from that, that time yeah. that you took for yourself. Yeah. I, in fact, you're right. I mean, I really didn't have the energy um, or time, but really the energy to even think about these more life planning issues until more recently, uh, you know, it was really towards the end of last year that I finally started thinking, okay, you know, my debt, it was kind of getting down to manageable levels. I had kind of conquered a lot of the, my eating and, um, and, and weight issues. 
Um, and, and I felt like my kids were you know, a little bit older. So I felt like I could now start putting more energy into these, these higher levels. And, 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 and right before I, that, Brad, uh, actually, I, I found it interesting how you, um, how you learn to overcome your eating issues. I know myself personally. I, I thank you for changing your Skype profile. You used to have a picture of you eating a cookie on it. <laughs> and I, you know, I got a bit of a sweet tooth myself. Um, can you just quickly share how you uh, overcame some of those, those impulsive eating uh, behaviors yeah, that you had for it, a while? So this has actually been a lifelong thing for me. Uh, I've just, you know, I, I, it's my vice. It's always been my, it's been kind of my only vice is eating. And, um, you know, even when I was a teenager, but my weight never really got totally beyond, you know, at a point where I had to do something about it until when I had the cookie company. So, um, I, uh, what I ultimately ended up doing was, you know, I tried the normal route, which was dieting, you kind of calorie restrict and whatnot, you lose weight and then you gain it and you lose it. And, you know, you yo-yo. Uh, you know, hopefully every time you lose a little bit more, but that's not always the case. And it wasn't with me. Uh, and then at some point um, with all my reading, you know, I, one of the things that I would read is nutrition and health. And so I started reading about paleo. And um, one of the books I read, actually, you had Mark Sisson as a guest. And I, I, I loved his book. I, I read The Primal Blueprint. I read a whole bunch of stuff written by him. And I read his blog. And um, and I said, I think this is for me. So I started doing it. And, and, and actually, one of, the, one of the lessons that I learned along this whole journey is you can't do this stuff alone. You can't make these big life changes alone. And, and, and the books were kind of mentors to me, but they're only one direction, right? So to really get good mentors, you know, you need, you need interactive discussions. Um, and I had kind of moved beyond just the level of the book. Uh, for some, for this particular area, for nutrition. So I found a coach, um, and I found a, a small, a, you know, a small shop that focuses. It's called Men Only Weight Loss, and they focus. So I thought, all right, that sounds like it's something that I could do. And it was, you know, we they basically um, help you get to eating in a paleo primal manner, um, you know, with their own methodology. And and we got on the phone every couple of weeks and had a Skype call. Um, and it was really helpful for me. And it wasn't, uh, and let me just say, I've made a few big life uh, habit changes over the last several years, and they never go, I'm going to make the change, and now I'm going to start, and that's it, right? It's just not that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't happen so linearly. So you go a little forward, you go a little, a little bit back, but a little forward. But because you've made this big philosophical change, right, this I'm changing the way that I eat, you, it, it really carries itself. So it's now been about, I guess, nine months um, since I've been doing this and, you know, really uh, um, in depth. And I mean, it's great. Um, it, it, you know, so it was, it was for me more than whatever weight I've lost, you know, and again, I still have a little more to go, but it is that I have changed my relationship with food. Um, and for, for anybody who, you know, who's listening to this, where this could resonate with you, you know, the, just keep trying. That's all I can say. Uh, I, I understand how hard it is. 
Um, you know, and I have friends who are in the same situation and we swap notes all the time. And, uh, um, so it's just, it's a real challenging part of one's life, uh, to change, you know, for those who have this kind of struggle. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that because it, it is, it is something that a lot of people deal with And the interesting thing about, uh, the, the human body is that not everyone, requires the same nutrition, thrives off the same food. So it becomes a more difficult challenge than most because it is in, in certain areas we can say definitively, Hey, if you, um, process your email this way, it is absolutely more efficient when with other people, it's like, if you eat this much protein or this much carbohydrates or this much, um, leafy greens, although that's probably good for everyone. Um, you will get these results and that's, that's right. like more frustrating, um, than most because we're all built a little differently. So there's no one answer in that regard. So thank exactly. you. The, I mean, encouraging people to just keep trying with that one is important. This isn't necessarily the, um, the place where we're going to give you all of that advice, but although energy and nutrition, uh, and health is a huge part of productivity It's actually energy uh, is, is likely more important than time management. Yeah, uh, actually, that, you know, that's, I mean, that's actually one of the things that I've concluded in my own life. Um, I, is energy management is really a critical part of my day. Um, I have very specific things that I try and do. Um, you know, I, I have uh, meditating, stretching, nutrition, and sleep, and a little bit of strength. Not much, but just a little bit of those. Uh, if that, for me, satisfies my energy management. And if I deviate from those, from any one of those for too long, uh, I feel it. And, um, you know, maybe 20 years ago, I could kind of pummel my body and work, you know, crazy hours and rebound from it. But, you know, I can't do that anymore. So, and I didn't know that until I really started paying attention to all this stuff. Um, and in fact, I have uh, Asian Efficiency to thank in, in, uh, for a very specific book. We, we read one of the, I think it was the first book or one of the first books in the, in the book club, uh, The Power of Full Engagement. Um, it has a lot on energy management. So, and that was a, it was a very eye-opening book for me. Ah, oh, great. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. That's one of our favorite books for sure. Um, yeah. I, you know, what, one of the things that we mentioned is um, tracking you know, this tracking kind of, we think of it as like a low level nuts and bolts thing and, and, and tracking itself. This is like another one of my big you know, lessons that I, that I kind of take from my whole experience is what I found is after I prioritized the things that I felt like I needed to work on, I learned, you know, by, by not tracking that I really wasn't making much progress. And I just kind of stumbled upon tracking things on my own. And then, um, you know, this is actually the dojo really helped me because there's a lot of discussion on how do we track things and just encouraging people to experiment and, and you know, log, self-log their experiments. Um, and this is a little like journaling. Um, but in my view, it's when you have some habit changes that you want to make, uh, you, you want to at least make sure you're following through with them because it takes so long for you to see results. And it's just rewarding to see the checkboxes go off. 
because you know you don't measure the you can't see the output change, but at least you can see the input change. And then after you've done it for a few months, it's like okay, I can kind of see the change. And and you know, and after six months or so, it sounds like a long time when you're starting a new. It is a long time actually when you're starting something new. Um, but by the end of it, you really feel like all right, I've made this transformation, and you know, this is kind of who I am now. Um, and you may or may not need to track it after that. But it really helps uh, getting you through some of these personal changes. Uh, at least it's helped me. Wonderful. And, and that goes into, and this is visual for, for uh, people out there listening, so go to the show notes for it. But I'll just describe the infograph that you threw into yeah. a dojo okay. forum thread that was just, it was, it was a drop the mic. It, it was well done. I don't know what tool you used to use it, but... Uh, it was a, a very quality. It was just a PowerPoint. Oh, PowerPoint. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. You should, yeah. It's too easy of a hack. Uh, you should have yeah, said, right. oh, no, it's just a graphic designed illustrator. Um, so you have, you've got two larger pillars, and in the middle, there's a circle that just says ways of being. Um, within the pillar on the, I'm going to start on the right-hand side because that's what we were just talking about, there's installing the ways of being. So you got willpower and motivation as well as habits, routines, and rituals. So I think we talked earlier about willpower and motivation. You had a family. That was the the kick in the ass you needed to realize that just burning the candle at both ends wasn't going to work. Age might have had something to do with that as well. Um, So you you had the motivation there. Um, Then you had to install the rituals. And one big thing that we talk about when it, with rituals is that it's broken up to a, into a few different parts. You've got the marker, the routine, which is the actual doing, then the reward and necessary tools. That reward, oftentimes, it sounds like for you, for me, and for a lot of other people, that reward can be as simple as tracking it off a habit tracker, checking right. it, uh, checking a box in a planner, putting a big X on a calendar and seeing how many X's you can have right, all right. stre- strewn across that big, big calendar. So you, you found a more effective way of tracking so you can get the reward in the short term so you can start to then become the person that uh, can get the results in the long term. And so the ways of being are determined by your values and your goals. You had some goals of losing weight. You had a goal of getting out of debt. You have values, which we haven't really touched on too much, but these all come together, and, and the goals and values are on the left-hand pillar um, into just a way of being. And I just thought the post you wrote with it as well as the infograph was just so thoughtful and so insightful, uh, and, it, and it, it brings together so many different ideas that we talk about at Asian Efficiency and, and, and the books that we read and the podcasts that we listen to um, and the seminars we go to that it, it just was, was very helpful. And I, and I like that what you found is that even ideas that you came up with on your own, you would then go and, and read some of the literature. Like, for example, right now we're reading the book um, uh, Willpower Instinct by Kelly right. McGonigal. It's, it's, right. it's on our... Um, it's a great book. I, it, I definitely recommend that one. And you're finding things that you discovered yourself were actually scientifically based. So there, yeah. there's multiple ways to come across this information. And self-experiment Meditation is, is a fantastic way because you find out what works exactly for you. Yeah, you know, that's a testament to if you really pay attention um, to your inner voice, um, you know, 
it, it, it will stumble upon the truth. Um, it doesn't always work that way, but I think it does more often than not. And, um, it, you know, for just to put the description, uh, you know, th that you just gave into context, you know, I was really struggling for a while with um, focusing on goals versus focusing on what it takes to achieve things. Which do you focus on? And a lot of people, you know, I think have this challenge because we're such a goal-oriented society and we're driven, you know, it doesn't care, you don't, nobody cares how you get it done, just get it done kind of thing, right? That's the mentality. But that's wrong, right? The, it's how you get it done that gets it done. So that is where I was wrestling with, it seems like that should be the focus. And, you know, I had read all these books and a lot of them were, there were some that were focused on this, and some are focused on um, SMART goals uh, and, uh, you know, I, I forget what the acronym exactly stands like for. Specific, specific measurable, measurable, actionable. actionable. Yeah. Or, or yeah. time bound. Um, it, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think those have their place. I think they're very helpful. But for a lot of things, uh, we can confuse those for simply focusing on who you need to be to achieve certain things. And, you know, it kind of goes back to the phrase, I am the habits. What, I, what is the phrase? I am the habits that, uh, uh, the things that I repeatedly do, right? I am the things that I repeatedly do. And that, that's kind of the essence of what I came up with. Uh, you know, I shouldn't say what I came up with, but just that infographic. And um, so I said, all right, if that's the case, you know, let me start at the beginning. And I said, what are my values? And, and again, I was at a point where I was kind of four years past all the, you know, the real heavy lifting. And I could really think about this stuff. Uh, and by coincidence, happy coincidence, the, it was towards the end of the calendar year and the dojo was in full force. And there was a lot of discussion about people talking about um, planning for the next year and reflecting on the year. So that it was kind of in the ether. And, you know, so that really helped me motivate me and, you know, added some thought. And um, so I really I sat down and I wrote out a whole list of values and I kind of did this over and over and came up with a list of, you know, a dozen or so values. And and then I and then I um, and I really I set aside three days. I didn't work. I told my wife, I'm going to my office and I'm working on this you know, personal development project and I'll share it with her when I'm done. You know, and she's like, great, go, you know, go to it. <laughs> so she didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, but, but, uh, you know, she could see that it was important to me and it was worth taking this precious time off to do it. And, uh, you know, what this ended up being was really a life planning document. Um, and I, you know, so I clarified my values and then I, went through my goals and I broke them out one year, five years, 25 years by all the values. It was somewhat, you know, very structured. And it was a fairly, it, the document started getting to be long. It was, it ended up being about 15 pages. And, um, and then I said, all right, I have these values and goals, you know, what's the best way to become, uh, you know, who I need to be to live by these values and achieve these goals. And that's where the willpower and the motivation is kind of one force, one set of forces. Uh, although I would actually argue, and I would argue my, my graphic doesn't show this, it's actually more of a secondary force. I think the, the real powerhouse is the habit and the ritual. Because once you get something installed, it's like a, a subroutine that kind of runs on its own. 
But you need the willpower and the motivation to get those in place. And frankly, sometimes you need willpower and motivation just to, to get you through some, you know, difficult moments just to keep you keep you focused. So uh, uh, one of the things that actually that I ended up doing with that, which was uh, I actually have recommended to my friends, um, which is I, I, I created a, I wrote a letter to myself from my future self. So I imagined myself 25 years in the future. Kind of for me, that's, you know, what I imagine is kind of towards the end of my professional life, maybe, if I'm lucky. And I wrote this letter to myself reflecting on the previous 25 years. And I wrote it as though I hadn't changed anything, right? So it was kind of like how I was um, before I made any big changes. So I'd already kind of changed my eating, but uh, there were other things. I hadn't really been meditating regularly. I hadn't been stretching and doing strength training regularly. And I, you know, and there, I hadn't been setting aside time for my side project and I'm looking at another business opportunity. So just imagine and I, th- that I hadn't done those good things and, and a few others. And then I fast forwarded 25 years and then wrote a letter to myself. And it was like a three page letter that was all the good and the bad. And it, and it just really let me deeply connect with, you know, how my life might turn out if I don't make changes. And it's not necessarily that you'll say, well, gee, it's going to be terrible or it's all great. You know, everybody's going to have a different experience for that. And for me, it was, you know, some things turned out well and some things I knew I left something on the table and it just I didn't like it. So at that point, I say, okay, so what do I need to do so I have the best probability of, you know, not leaving things on the table in 25 years? And, uh, you know, obviously life happens and you never know what's going to come your way. But at least from, you know, the time that I did that exercise uh, at the end of the year. So that's where I came up with kind of lists of of things that I needed to do and ways that I needed to be and, you know, and I just in all different areas of my life. And then how do I install those habits? So it was, it was a really, you know, it ended up being a powerful exercise and it turns out I finished it on my anniversary and my wife and I uh, had dinner that night to celebrate and I brought the document with her and she, she didn't know. And I said, well, this is what I've been up to. And, uh, uh, and, to my surprise, she said, oh, okay, well, let's just read it during our dinner and go through it together. So I was a little, you know, a little uncertain how this would go. And, uh, and it, you know, it to, obviously, to, to my wife's credit, it was uh, the, the good and the bad were very well received. And, um, it, you know, she got on board with my personal changes and even some family changes. And, uh, you know, and now the hard part is living by them when, you know, life is happening, but it's good to have, uh, you know, this, it was very helpful to have this vision painted out and even some of the details. And really for the first two months of the year, I read this thing every week, every Monday, I would come in, I would write my week, here's what I have to do for the week. And then I would take 15 or 20 minutes and I'd read the document. And then I would just do it once a week. Uh, I haven't actually read it in a little while. I, I probably should do that. But you know, you kind of have to remind yourself of your vision. Um, by the way, if anybody, you know, I, I've actually recommended since I did this, um, I I didn't really find any good 
manuals, life planning manuals to follow. I just kind of hodgepodge this together based on all this reading I've done. Um, and since then, um, there's a really good book called Living Forward by Michael Hyatt that does his version of this that is definitely worth it. Uh, I liked my version. I think there are some things that are even better in my version. But, you know, mine is only tested on me and his is tested on, I think, thousands of people. So and, uh, you know, and it, it's it's definitely worth getting. All right. I, I, I like that last strategy of writing the letter. That was actually a goal setting strategy I used. I didn't use it this year. I, I tried something new out. Uh, but the previous two years, that's how I did. I planned my goals for the year. I was like, 2014 has been awesome. I've traveled to these places. I've done these things. So just as if something has has already happened, if I'm living the way that I would like to be living. I didn't do the opposite one, though. And I think that is a very interesting strategy that I can see why you'd be both motivated by the, the pain of things not happening the way you would like them to happen and the pleasure of what you would get out of, um, of, of living the way that you want to and achieving the goals that you want to set out to achieve. Um, exactly. It's a yeah. carrot. That's a carrot and a stick approach. And I focused on the stick <laughs> for whatever reason that seemed to work for me. I think uh, you, and, most people are, are more motivated by pain than pleasure. It's yeah, unfortunately. I, I think when it comes down to it, that's probably true. And actually, both of those are mentioned in uh, the willpower book. So yeah. they're both they're both fair tools. Yeah. All right, Brad. Well, thank you so much for coming on and and sharing that. We we got to cover a lot of uh, a lot of your life. <laughs> it's like this is your yeah. life, Brad Simon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Appreciate and that. and a. a, a, a just this is how it's done people you know it's not pretty it's not straightforward it's it's um it's sometimes motivated right. by unideal circumstances but you'll later appreciate those circumstances because they got you to be the the person you you are now yeah yeah exactly so brad i want to um ask you right now uh the your book your tool and your ritual that you would recommend to people Sure. Uh, book. So I, I could, it was hard to get it to one. So I have two. Uh, one book is Mastery by Robert Greene, mm. which is just a fun book. And uh, it, I just, I wish I had, you know, I wish it had been around when I was a teenager and I'd read it or in college. It's just a really cool book. And then the other is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which is just, if you need a a kick in the rear to get things done. That book will do it. Brad, those are two of my favorite books, by the way. I, oh, okay. I adore both we didn't plan so. that. So. Awesome. Though. My tool, uh, Audible, uh, the uh, ah. um, the book narration. So I came across that about a year ago, and I, that has been my dominant uh, way that I consume books. It's just I've probably doubled my reading with that. Highly recommend. Great. Uh, um, my ritual, my morning ritual, um, it, it's very simple, uh, but it really works for me. I do some stretching, a little bit of strength. I mean, we're talking five minutes, uh, pull-ups, push-ups, and some stretching. And I meditate for about 10 minutes. Um, and that just starts my day kind of fresh. Wonderful. Wonderful. Brad, thank you so much for coming on. I just want to ask you one last question. If there's somebody who's 
maybe in your situation right now, not exactly the same, but not where they want to be in their life. Is there any encouragement or parting pieces of advice you would like to give them? Yeah. You, you know, I think it's important to know that you, you're not in your situation alone. Um, and I, and it's really, it's, it would behoove you to seek help for some really challenging things. So for example, I really relied on coaches to get me going in a number of areas. So I mentioned the, the nutrition, but actually, you know, we had some challenges with my kids sleeping. So we ended up seeing a sleep coach. We, I wanted to start meditating. So I found somebody to help me meditate and I did coaching with this person. Um, I really view the dojo as a productivity coach for me. Um, and my business project, uh, I have a group of people that we coach each other as examples. So, you know, if you're really going through some, some big personal changes, uh, you know, I recommend from my experience, at least, um, trying to, to, to bring, do it with others or get some coaching just to help you, um, you know, in terms of knowing what to do and also for some motivation and accountability. Awesome. That sounds like solid advice. Thank you so much, Brad. And no I'll, I'll, yeah. And we'll, we'll see you in the dojo. We'll be coaching each other. We learn a lot from each other. I don't know if anybody would want to contact me, but if anybody does, I'm happy to you know, share my email and you can, I can give it to you afterwards and you can put it in the show notes if you want. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I'm for what it's worth. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. But, but people can use you as a, as a fellow resource in, in addition to hearing your story. Yeah, sure. Happy to do that. I want to thank Brad once again for coming on and sharing his story. As you can see, it's not always a linear path, especially when society does not prioritize effective ways of being. If you're interested in joining me and Brad and hundreds of other dojo members looking to do more and be better, be sure to check out how to join at aedojo.com. The dojo is there to help you plan, do, review, organize, prioritize, eliminate the unimportant, Delegate and automate what you can. Focus on your most important task. Take care of yourself. Find momentum. Move towards your ideal. Achieve anything, but not everything. Enjoy this life. Of course, do more and be better. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to joining you next Productive Monday.